0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Row Hunting Resources Podcast. Alright, so this is going to be the part two of the discussion. Um, Yeah, but, you know, that emotional and intellectual (laughs) maturity and honesty, I guess. So the first part we talked about um, really focused on kind of... (sighs) For those that are having a tough time understanding what's going on and why people think or why people are perceiving world events or <clears throat> even sportsmen's issues differently, and and they want to learn how to process things and relate to one another and think about things in a in a, uh, a better way, that's what part one really did. Talked about how the, the right the right hemisphere how the right hemisphere of the brain processes information versus the left hemisphere of the brain and how it processes information, which one is more, you know, evaluating, if you will, the, the high level, you know, analysis of all, all the pluses, minuses, gray area. Um, again, it, these really, these two really kind of go together. So if you're just jumping in on this one, go to the part one first. Um, and heck, just jump in the middle of it. Cause I, you know, if, if you don't care about some of the other stuff that I talked about in that that previous podcast, but it doesn't matter. Um, How the brain thinks. Right hemisphere. The right hemisphere of your brain is the one that's taking all that information in and it's it's evaluating the shades of gray. Is this beneficial? Is this not? Is this useful? Is it not? Is it garbage? Is it beneficial? Is it a tool that I can use? Is it safe? Is it a threat? Is it all that? And then from that, it says, ah, this is important. This is something real. It pitches it off to the left hemisphere of the brain. And the left hemisphere of the brain, in rough layman's terms, I'm not just generally, if, if you want to conceptualize it, the left hemisphere grabs onto it from an emotional standpoint. It says, ah, package, boom, package this bit of information, and I'm going to just just codify that bundle of information that 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 bundled value and i and, and I'm just going to latch onto it the left hemisphere is not doing high level analysis on all factors that are external to that package the left hemisphere ends up spending a lot of time within that package of information just absolutely solidifying it eight ways from Sunday. Okay. Teasing out all the, all the things within that ideological package that the right hemisphere sent it and said, ah, I accept this package and now I'm going to make it mine. I'm going to perfect it. I'm going to, I'm going to, not only am I going to believe it, I'm gonna just absolutely enshrine it. I'm gonna make this is, this is the most important thing in this package. This this particular package, all things within this package are the most important things in this package, and it's gonna absolutely fall into that very much so emotional framework. And we talked about the fact that the the left hemisphere type of thinking is oftentimes that that side of the of the type of thinking that is so susceptible to emotional triggers. And why, whether we look at social media algorithms, why they feed you, that they get you in that positive feedback loop and they keep feeding you what you like because it it triggers that. Okay? Same thing with advertising, legacy media, the government. This is not conspiratorial thing. It's not conspiracy theory. Okay? A progressive ideology from a high-level government, you know, when, when we're talking about public policy Um, ideology. Remember what the postmodern progressives believe. They believe that they, certain people are more intelligent. Certain people have become more enlightened. They have better ideas, bigger ideas. They have a better way forward, a better vision for the future and, and how people should be, and that they can generate a society that is better, if only people would just listen to them so they have the they have the better idea and it, if if the people if the general public would just listen to the experts let the experts do all the thinking we will handle all the thinking you just go back to sleep and you just do what we say i mean give me a break you listen to fauci literally just say that a couple weeks ago. I what what was this quote? I know that there's a segment of the of the United States population that that really values it's what did he say? It's freedoms and independent thought. But now's when they just need to what was it? Basically, they just need to do as as they're told. There there is no if if you want to see the quintessential example of the progressive leftist ideology. There it is. There it is. And again, why do you think so many people get sucked into a socialist Marxist entrapment of the, the romanticizing of the ideas of it? Why? Because there's some people out there that are a hell of a lot smarter than you, they are engaged with all the details. They are engaged with all the decisions. They are the ones that are taking all the time. You don't need to take all the time. You've got your life. You've got your kids. You've got the lake. You've got the barbecue. You've got your work. You've got all those things. We will take care of all the big things. The big things that that you would have to be responsible for. We'll take care of the policy decisions. We'll take care of the health care. We'll take care of the economy. We'll take care... We will take care of all the big things. You just need to do what we tell you. You just do what we tell you and you can be happy. You can be fine. You'll be taken care of. Everything's going to be great because we'll take care of it for you. Okay? That's what's being told, right? It taps into the emotional way of the brain thinking, especially that left hemisphere side, that side of the brain. All right? So the first part one, talked about for those people that truly do want to understand what's going on. Why do we see people reacting to issues and topics differently than others? Why does it seem like we have two completely wildly different value sets on the landscape? Why is it that we get angry with one another? And why do some of us get fall into the trap of saying, I hate those Republicans or Retrumplicans, or I hate Trump and the Trumpers, or I hate the Democrats. Okay. Why is it that we start getting into this silo of everybody is against everybody else versus how do we, how do we come back together? If, if you're the type of person that enjoys intellectual engagement and you do want to wake up to not be woke, but you want to wake up to, how can I be better on the landscape? Okay, we talk about garbage in. If we're, if we're doing a, a, a computer program or we're dealing with a machine, garbage in, garbage out. If, if all we're doing is contributing to the input of garbage in the, the public dia- dialogue and discourse, if all we're doing is putting in, putting in intellectual garbage into the system. How in the hell are we not going to just get more intellectual, emotional garbage back out? So, if we want to try to be a net positive on the landscape and put intellectual, pos- you know, positive things into this machine, this, this social society machine, if we want to put if if we want to put more emotional maturity, intellectual maturity into this machine so we can get that back out of the machine we talked about how to do that changing your if nothing else changing your 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 social media algorithms and you can do that you can change your social media algorithms to better influence the right hemisphere part of your brain in the way your right hemisphere thinking is getting bringing in outside ideas that give you the opportunity to actually process things that you're not normally exposed to start exercising the right hemisphere of your brain which then is going to influence the packages of information, the the values that you pitch over to your left hemisphere and that is going to those two things combined are then going to change how you engage one another on the landscape And if you are sensitive to what you're doing and how you're thinking and how your personality is and how your learned behavior is, again, we talked about genetic hardwiring, you know, when we talked about elk, genetic hardwiring, learned behavior, and then personality, temperament of that individual is going to all change or affect how that individual perceives your elk calling on the landscape, right? Well, the same thing goes with a human being. If you are cognizant of how you are thinking and how you're developing your value sets, you become more aware of what the other person may be dealing with. Again, this is why I advocate, advocate all the time. People need to go and take Jordan Peterson's personality course. Okay. Understanding personality. It's cheap and it's a great course to take to understanding individual personality. It's going to rip the freaking scales off of your eyes on who you are. And then quite honestly, if your spouse or your significant other or your children, your family, those people that are around you that you love, you get them to take that course as well. That course will actually link. You can tell it which ones to link together. So I've taken the course. I want my wife to take the course. She goes and take the course. Now we can actually link our analysis together and what it will do, Jordan's program will go and say, okay, Chris Rowe, this is who you are. This is your personality. The big five personality traits and it breaks it out into the 10. I've talked about that in Understanding Ideology, which again is going to be released to the public. Uh, It was a subscriber video and podcast. All right, but we've, we've been talking about this so much now that I think it has to go public. So I'm going to make it a public podcast after these two uh, podcasts. And then I'm going to uh, release the video uh, onto YouTube so it's a free video because it's visual. It's, it's absolutely visual-based. You've got to watch it in order to really get your head wrapped around some of the stuff. So I talk in that video about the, the big five personality traits and then how they've split out into into two each or, or 10 different sub, sub-traits. He goes through all that, and it's going to tell you who you are, how you fall out in your personality, and if you think for two seconds that that's a bunch of BS malarkey, (laughs) go take the go take the test, and you tell me when you come out the other end, you don't sit there and you look at something going, oh shit, that you that's like me. That's like me to the, that's like really deep me. That's like, that's like, that's pulling up stuff from the, from the closet I had in the basement that I stuffed that stuff in and I, I locked and then stacked all the garbage in front of it. And I forgot about that. It was even there. It's just going to reach right down into that back, that deep, dark bottom hole of your brain and be like, Oh yeah, remember this. Yeah. That's who you are. And that's related to this and this and that, and this is how these things connect. It's an, it's incredible, man. It's incredible. So, so take that course because with that understanding of who you are and an understanding of how the brain thinks, again, Jordan Peterson, Ian McGilchrist, take a listen to that podcast, Ian McGilchrist book, a master and his emissary, right brain, right hemisphere versus left hemisphere of the brain in, in, in animals, humans. Yes. Even other animals, birds are built the same way. Okay. We just have a society that is communicating with us and we communicate back through our society. Now it's online. It's, 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 it's computer-based and it's social media and the algorithms, if we don't even talk about the nefarious part of censorship and the bullshit and, and how the progressive left or no, 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 not, no, not progressive left. No, progressive ideology The you, again watch the next video coming up. You'll see that deep, dark pit of black despair at the bottom of that ideological spectrum. You can be a progressive on the right just as much as you can be a progressive on the left or a progressive on the left just as much as you can be a progressive on the right. Progressive ends justify the means ideology. You absolutely can weaponize these platforms, these algorithms, the way society has been trained to think Because society has been generally trained to think more on the emotional receptor side rather than the analytical side, the evaluation side. So yes, can we weaponize these algorithms to change people's thinking? (laughs) Yeah, we can. Okay? But if we understand how our personalities are, if we understand how the brain thinks, and we go back to the fundamentals of what I said in part one of, do we have common ground? Do we have an anchor from which we can grab onto? Are they a sportsman? Are they a hunter? Are they a consumptive use wildlife enthusiast? Yes or no? Yes? Okay, there's something common there. Grab onto it. Are they an American? Do they love this country? Yes? Okay, it doesn't matter if we disagree on some things, but if we still if we both love this country and we both want the we want the best thing for this country, then we ought to be we have that in common. Grab onto it just, just with a, just tight, do not let that go. But then do not be afraid to go out and have conversations that are difficult and maybe put you outside your comfort zone these podcasts, these last three podcasts might be that for you in relation to row hunting resources. Maybe this is not what you've learned Chris Rowe is about. You just knew Chris Rowe from elk stuff and that's all you wanted Chris Rowe from the elk stuff, but you never realized that since 1999, this is who Chris Rowe is. Right hemisphere type thinker. That's why you like the elk module, because I don't just give you, now there's some people that go to the elk module, the elk hunting Institute. And they're like, okay, Chris, you, and this is perfect because this directly translates what I just said about the, in part one, you listen to some people, you go to the website and then they come out of the website and they're like, man, you've got like 60 hours worth of stuff, man. There's just so much, there's just so much there to go through. And just what's, what's the one thing that I need to know? How familiar is that? Right brain or right hemisphere. Analyze everything. Pick out the important parts. Then send those important parts to the left hemisphere to latch onto and codify and internalize as your own. But there's some people that say, you have all this information over here on the website. You have all of this stuff that I have to think about. I have to chew through. I have to consider. I have to learn. I have to weigh and, and adjust and assess. And, and then I've got to, I don't want to do, I, and this is the, this is the big one now for a lot of people in society. And this is where we're going in part two. I don't want to do that heavy lifting. I don't want the responsibility to have to decipher all this stuff for myself. Just tell me what to value and i will listen to you how many people in society today have been trained i don't want to analyze all the shit that's why you're there that's why you're the expert that's why we have institutions that's why we have government that's why i listen to these be- whatever people are out there smarter than me they've already done all the analysis i don't give two shits about it i trust Chris Rowe. So Chris Rowe, just tell me what I need to know. Just, just tell me the one thing for elk calling I need to know, and I'll take it and I'll, I'll make it my own and I'll do it. That is not what Row Hunting Resources has ever been about. It has always been about the right hemisphere style of thinking. I want you to go through those videos. I want you to go through all that information. I want you to understand how all the different aspects go together. Again, part one, I gave the analysis of a big, large, massive table and all this paperwork and all this information is strewn out all across this table. Individual papers with individual pieces of paper that are all strewn on this table, each individual piece of paper may have a piece of information on it. But guess what? When they're all on the table like that, yes, it can be difficult to decipher it until you start going through it. And then you're going to see, ah, this piece of paper is here. And it touches this piece of paper because this piece, of pa- this pe- the information on this piece of paper and the information on this piece of paper touch one another. Oh, that's because they're related. Oh, oh shit. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, okay. So this is related to this. Oh, shit, I didn't. Okay, so I've got this piece of paper here and this one here and this one. Now I see how they're linked together. They're all related. Now I see when it's spread out on the table, I can start to see how everything relates to one another and why all pieces of paper on that table are relevant to decipher whatever it is that I'm trying to learn with from the information that's on that table. If I just, in the example I did in part one, if all I do is give you a file folder, here's a file folder on the targeted strategy, targeted Kyle colleague strategy, lost muse, assembly muse, and I'll throw in a couple frustrated wines. Here you go, bam! I hand you that file folder. You're gonna go run off and go, hee hee! I got my file folder. And You're gonna open it up and be like, okay, this is all I need to know. And you're gonna you're, you're gonna you're gonna learn about a lost muse and you're gonna learn about an assembly muse, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna tease you with a little bit of a frustrated wine. But, but the problem is, is that's all you have in that packet. You, you have no context in what the hell else is going on around that packet that actually influences that packet. And actually, if you don't understand, if you don't have all the information, what you don't realize is how versatile that little packet of information can be. And, and you don't use that packet of information to its fullest potential. So you're at a loss. It doesn't matter if someone else has done all the analysis for you. If you yourself are not at least engaging in a portion of that analysis, understanding why they came up with a value set for a certain item. I gave the example of me with Aaron Snyder of Kafaru when I was getting a backpack. Aaron had done all the analysis. He was an integral in developing all the backpacks and, and had all the information. He came out and said, here's the backpack you need. But me and way I think I came up. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna, just going to accept that, because I don't know if that's true for me. And so I went through all the analysis. And what did I come up with? Not only did I understand why he recommended the same, the, the, the the backpack for me, but I ch- ended up choosing a different backpack. I did not reject his recommendation simply because I didn't like Aaron Snyder and I don't I don't I don't like his ideology. No, I rejected his recommendation simply because I was able to do my own analysis of all the details. And I chose a backpack arrangement that was better fit to my, what I needed now. Yes, I chose a different backpack. I came up with a different value set, but I understand his value set. I understand why he gave me that recommendation on that backpack. It makes me better because now I understand things deeper. And so when I come into a situation where maybe I needed a a different backpack, or maybe someone asks me about getting a backpack, yes, I'm going to pitch them to Aaron because Aaron's going to give them good information. But now because I've done my analysis, I have a better ability to guide them in their process. That's the important thing. That's the difference between right hemisphere type thinking and left hemisphere type thinking for those people that just want to live in the world of, I don't care about detail. I don't care about all this other stuff that I have to be responsible for. I just want you to, some expert to tell me what I, what is valuable. And then I'll just believe it and I'll swallow it and I'll make it my own and I'll defend it emotionally, vehemently. And that's one thing with the left brain that that Ian McGillchrist talks about is even in the face of conflicting information, if the left hemisphere has has been given a bundle of information and it has latched on to that information, you can logically show the left hemisphere why that that bundled package is bullshit. And the left hemisphere will get mad at you for showing them that they don't reject the package of information. Oh no, no, no. Again, there's a, there's an old quote. Um, when faced with, a and I, I, is it Burke? I don't remember. I'm when faced with a decision of changing one's mind or proving that there is no reason to do so. Most everyone gets busy on the proof. I've said this before. Let me say it again you think about yourself and you're dealing with other people and, and inner specific relationships that, that you have with other people. When someone is presented with a choice of either changing their mind on something or proving that there's no reason to do so, almost everyone gets busy on the proof. That is left, that's left hemisphere, baby. I have this bundled piece of, this piece of information. Maybe my right hemisphere an- analyzed all this stuff and then said, these are the important things. This is important. There you go. Here's Here you go. It pitches that over to the, the left hemisphere of your brain and your left hemisphere grabs onto it. Or you've completely abdicated your responsibility. You've turned off your right hemisphere of your brain figuratively speaking. And you just want to trust Fauci. You just want to trust a presidential administration. I don't care if it's Trump or Biden or whatever, Obama, I don't care. You've, you've picked up the phone, you've called Aaron and Aaron gives you a recommendation. You don't want to know all of the details. All you want is Give me the package of information. Give me the value set. Give me this bundle of, of something I can make valuable to myself. If you're that type of person <clears throat> or you've dealt with those type of people, oftentimes, if you come to the realization or someone, no, more importantly, no, it's not that you come to the realization. If someone else comes to you and shows you, tries, tries to show you that your, that ideological package that you hold is value, valuable, is wrong, they just eviscerate you. They just get, it's, it's like trapping an animal in a corner. They will get nasty, vicious, and defend it because they've been, again, they don't do that, that the left hemisphere is not engaged in what the right hemisphere is. The right hemisphere has already told them this is valuable. And the left hemisphere, again, what do we talk about with turkeys in part one? Turkeys believe 100% what they, what they perceive to be true. That is the left hemisphere. If I have this bundle of, of information in my brain, then screw you, this is truth, this is real, this is meaningful, this is valuable, this is what I've, I've, I've built my entire framework ar- around, my entire organism is centered on this thing, and it doesn't matter if you're showing me physical evidence to show it wrong, screw you, shut up you piece of blankety blank, and bl- get the freaking hell out of me, I, no, I reject it, and what they will do is just dive deep into that package of information, that value set, and they'll start pulling out every little tiny little morsel that proves, nah, see, you're wrong. This is why this is right. They get busy on the proof. You cannot reason a man out of something that were never reasoned into. That left hemisphere side <clears throat> is largely emotional-based. Not always, but largely emotional-based. So it's going to take a, a significant opposite or alternative emotional trigger to get that left hemisphere to modify its value structure on a particular thought or an idea okay <clears throat> so that's what we talked about in the first one and i'm gonna lose my voice jeez oh pete i've been talking a lot <clears throat> both today and yesterday and past couple of days with so many people which has been awesome but i, I know i mean i love it i don't know regrets I'm just going to be screwed after I get done with this. <clears throat> all right. So that's how the brain thinks. And that and for those people that want to get themselves, that, that want to do better and, and interject a better quality of input in society, intellectually and emotionally, we explain how the brain works. We explained, explain, or talked about the value of, of understanding personality. We talked about the fact that there's all these factors going into it. And if you want to change that for yourself, if you want to be better... Engaged, not woke, but awake. You can do that. You can you can do some things on your social media platform in your algorithms, and you can start to change the input that you get in. You can start to engage that right hemisphere of your brain, which will in a, in a good way. And I'm not I'm not trying to brainwash. You. I'm talking about you can engage. You can get that kick started. Get that motor running again. Get that that hemisphere of your brain engaged and active. And curious and, and wondering and, and inquisitive. Okay, get it activated because it's going to, by default, then adjust what happens in the left hemisphere, which then, therefore, when you go out in the landscape, you are going to manis- manifest yourself in a different way. And if you're putting better information in, if you're putting good inputs into your system, you're going to get good inputs or get good good outputs on the landscape. If all you're doing is continually putting junk in, you're going to continue to get about junk. So we talked for those people in part one, how do I become that person that is better able to understand others? And how do I better myself? Okay. Part two. <clears throat> what about those people that know damn well what they're doing and they don't want any part of it? Willfully and I can't say ignorant. They're willfully stubborn. They know damn well that in this case we're talking politically, you know, from a from this is all stemming part, you know, part one of this. This is all from a response to my my little rant there, episode 18, about <clears throat> what was going on in Afghanistan and what I perceived with people. Uh sheep dog quote unquote sheepdogs last year and et cetera. There are people out there that just don't give a shit. They know that they might be emotional and they just don't give a shit. They know that they probably think like they think differently than you and they don't give a shit. And some of them know that you think differently than them and, uh, they don't give a shit. And, and when you want to have a conversation and you want to point stuff out to them, they basically fall back deeper into that left hemisphere thinking. And they're like, fuck you, screw you. I don't give a shit. I, and, and more importantly, screw you for even making me think this way and, and try to open my, this is why I put on, on Instagram the other day that, you know, for those people that, that don't want me talking about this stuff, that don't want me trying to wake people up. It's like, I I do, I feel like I'm in bird box. I'm like, no, look at it. (laughs) I will make you look. And people are just, no, I don't want to. Go to the the office, uh, Michael. No, no, God, no, dear, no, no, God, no, no, please, please, no, no, no. That is literally what people are doing right now. So not, 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 not a lot. Okay. I don't, there's a few. Okay. A few. One hand. I can count them on one hand, but there's some people who are like, no, I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want this. They're going to resist it. Okay. Well, how do we deal with those? Again, we go back to part one. Are they if we're talking about sportsman's politics and sportsman's issues, are they a consumptive use wildlife enthusiast? Are they a hunter? Yes or no? If they are, we don't have to agree with them. We can be angry with them, but we don't need to shun them. We don't need to kick them out per se. Now, if they're just absolutely destructive to constructive dialogue, then I think you kick them right to the ass to the curb. Just kick them right the freaking hell out. I'm sorry. But again, if we understand what the left and right hemisphere <clears throat> if we get to the point where we have, we have done everything that we can to identify the common ground that we have and they reject it if we've done everything we can to identify with their value set and, and put ourselves in their shoes and we try to understand their personality, we try to understand where they came from, their learned behavior, what they're doing, and, and we try to understand how they may have formulated their, their value sets. Um, and they just don't give a shit. And they basically give you the proverbial finger in the face. Well, they're, they're, they are of no use to constructive society. And quite honestly, what did I just say? You can never reason a man out of something they were never reasoned into. If they are only going to be triggered emotionally, if they're if they are going to just completely sit defiant like a petulant child in their emotional ideology, then the only way to tap into them in my and this is not I'm not a political psychologist. I'm not the expert, so maybe I'm wrong in this. But my my initial right now. The only way for them to snap out of that state is for them to experience an opposite or an alternative emotional reality that shakes their previous fundamental belief on something or ideology on something to its core. So you engage them in an, emo, in a, in a alternative emotional mechanism. And I'm, and I, and what I'm, and I don't mean this back and forth on Twitter, back and forth on social media, you know, tsk, 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 on the keyboard, just yelling at each other back and forth that, no, 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 I'm talking about just, you just, you're, you're out of the discussion. You're, you're, you're out of it. You, you, the adults are going to go over it. The, the intellectually mature people the emotionally mature people are going to go over here and we're going to have a discussion. If, if you can't be that person, you're out, you're out. I've got no use for you. If, if you're, if, if, if you're a sportsman, but all you want to do is sabotage other sportsmen, I'm sorry, get the fuck out. I've got no use for you. If you if you want, we can have a disagreement. That's it. Okay, again, we're we're not talking about disagreements. We can have knockdown, drag out. Why do you look at MMA fighters that can absolutely seemingly hate each other before they get to the ring? They can literally go in there and beat the ever living shit out of one another. And then later on shake hands, hug, and and be like, dude, that was a good fight, man. You did awesome. Yeah, that was a good fight. And yeah, you, oh man, you caught me with that. And but okay, why? They had a common goal and they went into the battle to figure out who was going to win, who was going to succeed. We can do that intellectually, emotionally, on the landscape with ideas as long as we still hold on to the fact that we are a team. We are together. We, we have a common anchor. We're sportsmen and we want the betterment of all sportsmen, not just me, all sportsmen to move forward. The country. We can have a just violent disagreement and we're going to touch on some of this stuff here in part two regarding Afghan policy, Afghanistan policy and what we're seeing in the world stage because people are still passionate about it. We talked about part one, why some people are like, what the freaking hell are you? Lo- why do you even care? Who gives a shit? Versus the other side are like, what are you talking about? How you, of course I give a shit. How do you not give a shit about what's going on? Okay, we can have that heated argument. In a loving way, if we both are Americans, we love this country and we want to see this country move forward, prosper, thrive on the global landscape. Okay. But if you are the type of person that doesn't give two shits, you are in the far, far, far Bottom of that ideological spectrum where you are in that solid progressive ideology where ends justify the means. I give zero shits about other people's inputs. I know what I believe, and my belief is better than your belief. And screw you for ever even thinking you're even worthy of me talking to you. If that's who you are, get the hell out. I got no use for you. I have zero use for you or maybe I have zero use for you maybe and here's why I say that so the relevant part of part two is gonna be directed at those people that now again I talked about before that you know we get that one we I had a couple just two I think one or two there was a couple the one really good one was. Chris, you're a wildlife biologist. You're not a politician. Shut the fuck up and basically stick with what you know. Okay? All right. Whatever. I can't I can't do anything with that comment. It's I mean, that literally is the quintessential um contact bugle. You know, when we're talking about, elk, you know, you, you give them a little bit of information out there and you really can't evaluate it. All you can do is react to it. Okay? That that's all that one was. It it, it was just this 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 volley of just put this shit out there and all I what, what I'm going to do that all I can do is is react emotionally to it or try you know I can whatever it doesn't matter I'm not addressing that what I am addressing are those people that did have an intellectual they, they are on the maybe they're far left um, in their political ideology maybe they absolutely hate Trumpers or what I call re- retrumplicans. okay because you've got you've got conservatives you've got independents that are generally conservative. You've got conservatives. You've got Republicans. You've got the Trumpers or what I call those re That just, it's it's Trump all day, every day, twice on Sunday type of deal. Okay? They clearly, they have no use. Okay? And, and, and again, there's multiple, mo- so there's, I'm going to use the terminology of ripping off the bandage. Okay? So, the person that typed that to me, how do we tear off the bandage or the bandaid? I'm not, a, I, I'm addressing yours, but I'm using your example that ripping off the bandage. I'm going to use your, your phraseology there to represent a theme that I got from several other people. So I'm going to attack the idea, the ideology of that theme of, uh, of that idea. I'm not attacking the people. I'm, at, I'm going to attack the ideology and the, and the, the structure around that ideology. But I'm going to, I'm going to use your phraseology about, of ripping off the bandage. Okay. So I just want to clarify that because the person who typed that, they'll know who, I, who, who I'm talking about. I'm not attacking you. I'm going to, I'm going to go after the ideology. And the people that, and I'm not going to attack the people, but I'm going to, I'm going to really, well, not, in, a, in a, I guess in a, in, a, in, a, in a, a loving intellectual way, I'm going to attack you and your ideology. And then I'll, I'll let you think about it and either rebut against it, whatever. I don't know. Anyway, <clears throat> but that ideology of, and this is why this is, uh, this has been called, yeah, but, and then emotional, intellectual maturity or, Honest or honesty? I still, I, I still don't. I mean, here I'm recording these, and I still don't even know what I want to call it. We'll figure it out. Um, the yeah butters, yeah but. Okay, so in part one we talked about why. Again, I'm going to reiterate. We've got some people like myself that are watching what's going on. I look over to other people and I see them literally doing zil, not like not even recognizing that anything. Tr- like massively troubling on the global landscape. We are in serious trouble here right now. We, With Afghanistan and the foreign policy that this administration just put forward, we are freaking screwed, man. On a global stage, we've just taken a massive hit. We have left people behind. They're going to be tortured and killed. We've already seen it. Our allies don't even trust us anymore. They've literally said, they have, there's no way that they're going to get into any international agreement with the Biden administration after how they handle Afghanistan. So there's some of us that are looking at this going, what the fricking hell, how in the world is there no one dealing with this? And we're pissed off and passionate about it. And then there's the other side are like, what the fuck are you even looking at? And why, who gives a shit? I've got my deer hunt. I've got my elk hunt. I've got my pronghorn hunt. I don't give a shit what's going on in Afghanistan. I'm struggling out here to, 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 I've, I've been on six stalks on this pronghorn and it's kicking my ass. And man, I'm getting, I'm, 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 I'm getting run down and I'm gonna, meanwhile, I'm over here. I'm like, I don't give a shit about your prong, Who gives a shit about a pronghorn hunt? We got kids getting thrown over a freaking bar. Bo- we've got, we've got women throwing their babies in. Diapers, the children over razor wire, in hopes that an American or someone on the other side will catch the child and get the, the hell out of there. And they're not even making it over the razor wire. People, do you understand that? And you're worried about a pronghorn hunt. You're worried about an elk hunt. I, 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 I friends of Ted, Chris. This is, this is elk season. You'd be focused on elk season. I know, I know I am. I, in a way I am. I didn't, I didn't put this freaking spectacle on the landscape at this time of the year. I didn't ask for this, this debacle going on in the world to happen right now, right before elk season. But I can't, me in the way I process, I can't not engage it. I cannot just walk away from it, ignore it and pretend like it didn't happen. So I have to do something with it. But there are the other people that don't. And there are other people that don't because of part one and what we talked about, but there are other people that don't because they just don't flat out give a shit. They know exactly what's going on and they don't give a shit. And the response, and this is where I want to go with this one, and and, and I'm, I'm going to try not to make this one a three-hour deal. <laughs> Here's the thing. Some people came back to me and they're like, well, Chris, it you know, basically, who gives a shit what's going on and and not even so much a, a give a shit what's going on. It's a yeah, but Trump. Yeah, yeah, Biden. This might be bad, but don't forget about the 18 people that died on the the airplane attack. You know, a couple of years ago. Don't don't forget about that. Trump had Trump Trump. Yeah, but yeah, but, but don't forget. You know, Bush. Yeah, well, yeah, well, don't forget. You know, after nine eleven, don't forget. You know, Bush did. did yeah, but yeah, but okay. when given the choice of changing one's mind or proving there's no reason to do so most everyone gets busy on the proof and I think a lot of people that are pissed off and angry today with each other it really does boil down to accountability ownership I mean, Jocko Willing has a freaking entire he's built his entire career uh, off extreme ownership he did a freaking video on what he would do if he was president and this happened. Okay? Ownership. Accountability. The issue that I think a lot of people have, and again, we're not talking about, at this point, we're not talking about those people that want to be better on the landscape and understand. These are people that are just like, nope, screw you. Obama. Okay, well, maybe he's being, he's doing a bad thing. But, but Trump, don't, don't forget, but. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Nope no I do not accept that I do not and I will not accept that entirely because of this there are plenty part of the anger and the frustration that is coming out now with those that are generally more on the politically right side of the spectrum those that are on the general conservative Republican, you know, it, it can go again. We're we're on the right side of the circle. I don't care whether you're just a, a, a marginal conservative, libertarian conservative, or if you are an absolute Republican. Of a, of a okay, a Trumper. We are watching what's happening now, and we still remember what happened over these past numbers of years. We can go all the way back to Bush if you want. But let's talk about just the Trump years, okay? Let's just talk about this for a second. Because if you seriously cannot understand why we're... If if you... No, you can't. It's not that you can't understand. You don't want to understand. And and you want to deflect. Because that's what this is. It's a deflection. When any when anybody says, oh, yeah, but you know, Trump was just as bad. Trump was just as evil. Trump had just as much blood in his hands. Trump. Okay. Who gives a shit? Okay. Cause, cause I'm going to, I'm going to defeat your entire argument here in two seconds. And I'm going to put this squarely in your fricking lap because you own it. You own it. The people that, that voted, that wanted Trump out, I'm not justifying getting Trump out or justifying putting Biden in. I'm not, I don't give a crap. Again, there were some people that were shocked. It was funny. The people that messaged me initially thinking I was a Trump Trumper. And then they find out that I'm critical about a lot of what Trump did. And they're like, oh, well, I I didn't know that. Okay. And then their entire discussion changes. It's like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Simply because you thought I was a, a, a flag-waving, underwear-wearing Trump supporter. I was the enemy. But as soon as you realize that, oh, I had criticisms on Trump, all of a sudden now I'm your friend and we can actually have an intellectual discussion. Holy balls! Do you realize the intellectual dishonesty in that? The entire time you were... L- What that means is you had the intellect, intellectually, you knew a lot of what I was saying was true, but because you thought I was a Trumper, you dismissed it and it completely ignored what you already have identified and you went full on. Again, if we go back to that ideological spectrum, what you, you got to watch the video. It's coming up after this. You go all around the way around the clock, at about that four thirty to five 5.00 o'clock to five thirty position on the on the the dial, the ideological spectrum. You can get far deep into the right wing progressive ideology. I'm sorry, my opinion is Donald Trump lies somewhere between the three o'clock and the five o'clock position on that dial of right-wing, but progressive ideology. His way or the highway. Now, he he did a good job. He, I'm not going to try... Okay, I'm not throwing Trumpers under the... You know, re under the bus. I'm not. I'm, I'm not, because there was a lot of things that Trump did from a policy standpoint. If we had intellectual honesty in the discussion, we're awesome. Like, for the country, we're awesome. But on the left, those people that hated Trump, I can understand he was not a statesman. I'm sorry. He wasn't a statesman. And that's what I think is disappointing. Part, part, part of what is disappointing. I've got my other criticisms of Trump, but there were some good things that he did. You cannot deny that. Anyway, he's on that progressive side of the ideology. So people thought I was a Trumper. They dismissed an entire block of their own reality and then went all the way around to the far most extreme portion of their ideology to throw a, well, yeah, but at me and what I talked about simply because they, they felt that they had to lie, you know, lob a grenade over and, and blow up my Trump support. And as soon as I said, well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a Trumper. I'm not a Trumplican. I'm a conservative. And, I've got my issues with, it. all of a sudden they didn't need to throw the grenade. and all of a sudden this wide array of actual f- functional, like legitimate <laughs> talking points were suddenly on the table and I, I'm sorry, I have to call bullshit. Come on. This yeah, but is, is, is caught. And it's not just us right now. It's been happening since the, the, the political, <laughs> Jesus oh Pete, man, Gee, it's gone back as far as I've, it's gone back as far as politics has ever been politics. But for us, the longer that you've been involved with politics or paying attention to politics, you can go back. It doesn't matter. Obama versus Trump. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but Trump versus Biden. Yeah, but yeah, but Clinton versus Bush, Bush versus Obama. Well, this, but yeah, but he, yeah, but he did. Well, yeah, but, and it's always this, yeah, but, and yeah, but ends up being this, this excuse for treachery that's going on at the time because of the treachery that happened previously. And the the question came up on How do we, you know, it's, you know, yeah, but, you know, Trump did this and Trump did that and Trump did this and so how, you know, we we really all need to own that. It's on both sides of the spectrum and we really need to, you know, tear the bandage off and, you know, how how are we going to, really going to heal? Well, you're going to have to do what Jocko says. You're going to have to own it. You're going to have to take ownership of it. And what do I mean by that? You have to take ownership of it and, and, and make it to where it's your responsibility to fix it. Number one, but number two, you have to understand the other side and own the perception and own the, what, what was done to your quote unquote enemy, if you will, from an ideological standpoint and understand why they're angry. I'm sorry. But if you are on the left side of the political spectrum and you want to throw a yeah but into this discussion of what's going on in Afghanistan and you want to run cover for this administration, you want to defend this administration. More importantly, you're not defending let's just be honest with ourselves. You're not defending this administration. You're defending your decision to support this administration in the beginning. That's the thing. You know damn well this is a train wreck. Again, reference what I just said, where as soon as someone that was, someone People were critical of what I was, what I ranted about and what I've been posting, thinking I was a Trumper. And then as soon as they realized I I wasn't a Trumper, all of a sudden, now all of these things that I've been saying, they're on the table and they're, they're, they're legitimate things to discuss. No, they were always there on the table. You just ignored them and buried them simply because you thought I was the enemy and that's bullshit. And what do I mean? You know, so how, oh man. You have to own it. And I think that's part of the reason why a lot of people are so upset, is because we don't see any ownership going on right now from the political, ideological left. It's starting. There's cracks appearing, which is encouraging. But there's a large amount of just absolute, abject hypocrisy. And for people that utilize their right hemisphere of their brain and the way they think and process, hypocrisy is bullshit and and, again, I'm trying not to be a hypocrite every day. We all have the tendency to fall into that trap every day. It's just whether or not we identify that and accept that and, and call it, you know, basically figuratively call it out in our lives and and identify it and see it and avoid it or whether we just embrace it because there's some people that embrace it. I'm sorry, but I remember, let's, let's just, let's just, let's just take a couple, let's just take a little walk down memory lane, shall we? I remember January 6th. I remember the rhetoric from January 6th. I remember what the left side of the political spectrum was yelling and screaming January 6th. The Trump, because of the the insurrection at the Capitol, because of that insurrection Trump had blood on his hands. Now, I'm I'm not even going to talk about people died on January, on and around January 6th. Some were directly related to the action. Some were tangentially related to the quote-unquote insurrection. I'm not going to argue the insurrection, okay? And what happened? There were people that died. What, four, five, six people total, I think, what it was the Air Force woman, and then a couple of police officers. Wasn't there enough? I don't know. There was less, I I think it was, let's just say five. I, uh, forgive me. I don't remember exactly how many, not that many. Every one of them matter. Don't give me that. Don't give me any bullshit. Uh, Of course, no, not a single person should have died that day. Okay. No, but let's take a look a minute at what the rhetoric was from the political ideological left, if you will, if we just lump it left, the progress. No, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to just lump it left because that's what I talked about in part one. You can have a conservative liberal. They are on the left side of the spectrum, but they're above that horizontal line. They're not a progressive. They're just, they're a, that, that, that could that old school conservative Democrat. So I'm not, no, I'm not going to put them on. I'm going to say the progressive left leftists, And those people that like to follow them, fall into the trap of being in that ideological framework. I remember what was said on January 6th, that not only did Trump don't remember, it wasn't just Trump. Trump had direct blood on his hands. He was directly responsible. And what did we hear in the legacy media? everyone who supported him had blood on their hands. Every conservative, every Republican, every Trumper was guilty of the deaths of those people on the insurrection on January 6th. Not only did Trump have blood on his hands, everyone who supported him had blood on their hands. Remember that? I remember that let's take, let's go back. Let's just talk about just real quick for four years. Now, no, uh, no, yeah, yeah. Let's not, let's not move past this here. Now, remember the FBI did a full investigation into the events around surrounding January 6th. The same FBI that spent four years And multiple tens of millions of dollars that went into trying to find dirt on Trump and criminal intent on Trump to try to impeach him for four solid years started off with a Russian collusion. It started off. I mean, go back. This is easy. You can do a simple Google search. He was a, he was a Trump operative. And then he was, what, what else was it? Um, the, the well hell you, you they, the leftists impeached him over a phone call. Come on. The same FBI that did all that investigation spent those tens of millions of taxpayer dollars. They came up that Trump had nothing to do with the insurrection, that it was loosely organized and it just basically kind of came into being, but everybody got caught up in the emotion. Did we ever hear an apology of anybody from anywhere saying, we, we, we threw stones at Republicans. We threw stones at conservatives. We, we basically called conservatives and Republicans murderers on January 6th. Was, was there any ownership? Was there anything that even even was close to accountability. No, nothing, nothing. So I'm, I'm a murderer. I, the second go around, I, I supported Trump the first time I didn't, but I'm a murderer. I'm a murderer because I support the guy that's the president. Are you kidding me? That was the rhetoric. That was the rhetoric from the, the progressive left. It's easily found. It, you can go to basic Google search and see it. Let's go back. Remember Brett Kavanaugh? and the discussion and the rhetoric around Brett Kavanaugh, just the basic accurate. Someone accused Brett Kavanaugh of inappropriately, you know, exposing himself to them. And it became this massive conspiracy about how bad anybody that supports Brett Kavanaugh or Trump is a rapist, is a sexist, sexist, misogynist, is, is, is this, the, remember that rhetoric? I do. How, how about the Me Too movement? How about when uh, Harvey Weinstein was accused and then tried and convicted of sexual harassment? Look at the Hollywood, look at the mobilization in Hollywood. Look at the mobilization of celebrities, public, social, society, celebrities in the Me Too movement where every woman's claim was valid, every concern over women's safety, sexualization, exploitation, was 100% legit. In one, not only was it 100% legit, it was the most important thing at the time, and anybody that supported Kavanaugh, anybody that supported Trump, was just as guilty as Kavanaugh was. Oh, and <clears throat> yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, it turns out that was all completely fabricated and made up. But it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Remember, ends justify the means. Crucify anybody that's on the other political side of the aisle. Oh, what about uh, what about what about the pussy hats? Remember the pussy hats? Remember the five hundred? What was it? Five hundred thousand women that mobilized the day after Trump's inauguration, and they descended upon Washington wearing pussy hats. Now, for those okay, they were they they themselves called them pussy hats because it was a pussy cat it was little pointy ears they were pink because they wanted apparent this is the this is their side of the story i know what the i know what the general cog, cognitive uh, uh connotation has been of the pussy hat uh being the female genitalia reference but for their side that's not what it was it was pointy ears the little pointy triangle ears and it was pink, so it offset the red MAGA hats from Trump. That was their statement. But regardless, you get, you're get ser- you telling me that literally 500,000 women mobilized from across this country, all of them wearing hundreds of thousands of freaking pink hats. Where do you even go buy a pink hat? Other than some of these outlets where the, the you know, Media Matters and MoveOn.org and all these other liberal progressive organizations just, just blew it wide open and, and facilitated some of this stuff. But do you not remember 500,000 women descending upon the Washington mall there in protest of, of Trump? Because why? Because he said, grab him by the pussy, not the cat in this case. Are you kidding me? You're telling me A couple of people died on January 6th and not only was Trump to blame, there needed to be criminal charges. And even everyone that supported Trump was guilty. And quite honestly, there was all sorts of rhetoric about being rounded up and being punished and blah, 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 all sorts of other stuff. Biden has overseen now this debacle in Afghanistan. Numerous sources have stated that it was Biden and the Biden administration that changed the the nature of what was going to happen in the drawdown. It was the Biden administration and the change in directives that directly related to this humanitarian crisis and people being killed. Directly, like as in directly, we're watching it. We're watching U.S. assets, a U.S. helicopter fly With someone strung up underneath it, that was Uh, 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 Obama. I almost slipped there. Obama, that was Biden administration. But remember, Biden administration's foreign policy team is the Obama foreign policy team. No call. Are you serious? No calls. No calls for accountability. No. No blood on his hands. Now, of course, the Republican side, the the right political spectrum is, is calling for blood on, on the hands of a Biden, but yet we're, we're, we're being told we're, we're a bunch of Nazis and, and yada, yada, yada cover for, but Bi- Trump had blood on his hands. Every Trump supporter had Trump blood on his hands for January 6th, but no one has blood on their hands for this debacle. Okay. Let's move on from that. What about the mobilization for women's issues? In four years of Trump, we had the Me Too movement. We had the Kavanaugh bullshit. We had the Pussy March. We had people motive, mobilize massively for women's issues, women's rights, women's health, and concern, and sexualization, and exploitation, and transphobia, and trans. This. And that. Do you realize what it takes to mobilize five hundred thousand people and get them all in one spot? the passion that that requires. And we have now after 20 years of, of liberating Afghan women and young girls, we've just now set in motion a situation where those Afghan women will be sexually exploited. They will be enslaved. They will be sexually mutilated. You, you do realize that it's not a a right-wing conspiracy that they do do genital genital mutilation over there, right? I'm going to, I'm not, this is not the platform to dive into that. You can go Google that shit. That's real. It's not a conspiracy. It's real. That now is their plight. That is now their future. They, back in the Obama days, when Obama, geez, this is another long one. You can look it up. The Taliban cut off, Al Qaeda, the Taliban cut off the nose and the ears of an 18 year old young woman simply because she walked out of her house when she wasn't supposed to. That's what you, that's what's going to happen now. That's literally what we're doing. After 20 years of giving these women freedom to, to go to work, freedom to go to school, freedom to associate with one another and, and develop their personalities and and have a life and, and understand freedom and have freedom with their families and have their daughters not be raped. Their sons not to be raped. Come on And now we're just going to, we're just going to do this. This is our plan. This is the country's plan. This is the Biden plan. We're going to put all those people at risk. And there's not a march on Washington. We had a president said, grab him by the pussy and you mobilized 500,000 people. We have a country that's about to go down in the dark ages again, with women being raped and murdered, stoned to death, simply because they didn't wear a face mask properly. And there's no March on Washington. We have no social, we we have no actors and actresses going on TV and making all these big grandiose mobilizations and, and advocacy. Are you kidding me? This is what the right side of the spectrum is looking at because for the right side of the political spectrum for four freaking years we get shoved down our throat how evil we were, how racist we were, how fascist we were, how nazis we were, how we were murderers and rapists and sex just misogynists. And in real time, we're watching this train wreck in, in Afghanistan unfold. And we can't even get Nancy Pelosi to help out and change a timeline and give ourselves a little bit more time to get people out. And the left progressives are going to sit silently by and watch it again. I'm talking to you that sat there and tried to attack me because I was a Trumper. And then, oh, oh, you're not a Trumper. Oh, so you're not that bad. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. All of your concerns. Yeah, man, they're, they're, I understand it, man. That's, you're, you're right. And and it's a problem and and we need to figure out, whoa, whoa, fuck. What the, what, what, what? You're not going to engage simply because it's your guy. And if someone wants you to engage, your initial response is, yeah, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, but you, yeah, but your guy. No, that's, I'm sorry. That's unacceptable. That's unacceptable for a very large number of the population. That is absolutely bullshit unacceptable. And if we're going to talk about the intellectual honesty, the emotional in, in maturity of this nation and, and, and whether it's the community of a pe- people that love America, if we're going to move forward, if we as sportsmen are going to move forward in, in, we have to have intellectual honesty, emotional maturity in these difficult discussions. You want to know what we need to do to rip the bandage off and to heal. At this point, we need the left progressives and quite honestly, maybe not even the left progressives. Those people that are just on the left that are silently sitting by allowing progressive leftists to have cover in this. Those of you, the majority of left-leaning Democrats, progressives, leftist progressives, all of you that are sitting here watching this unfold and you know damn well that it's wrong. You are the ones that need to step up and fix it and take ownership of it. Here's why. What if everyone on the right side of the spectrum, the ones that you claim to hate, what if we all just collectively said, you know what? You were right. You were right. For four years, you were right. Trump was directly responsible. He's the one who called for January 6th. He's directly responsible for January 6th. Actually, you're right. He was guilty of sin for inciting that bullshit. And you know what? We incited it as well. And we get, you know, we were to blame for January 6th. We were freaking wrong. You know what, Kavanaugh, you know what he did? We hid it. We buried it. Kavanaugh is a sexual, he, he is a sexual predator. He is, he is... He did sexually exploit these women. You're right. We covered it up. We are guilty. We we were we were misogynist sexist pigs because we covered it up. And you know what? Trump did say grab him by the pussy and you we know we all agree that. Oh yeah, absolutely. We agree. We are the dirty, rotten, nasty pieces of shit that you say we are. We are guilty. All of it. You were right. You were correct. You were moral. You were noble and you motivated and, mo- and, and, mobilized the progressive machine and you did everything you needed to do to get that piece of shit Trump out of office because he was a scourge upon the, the face of the United States. He was a, just this evil fascist Nazi that we needed to get rid of because he just... And you did it. You did it. You, you did it. You mobilized the progressive party. You did the ends justify the means and you did everything that you needed to do to get rid of him because you were moral. You were righteous. You had a better way. You had a better vision. You had a better example of a human being to put on the landscape as the face of the United States. We needed to get rid of Trump because he was just this nasty piece of shit. And so we put in you in put in place the better option. You provided the moral high ground for this country to lead the world into the future on what a leader should be. And you chose Biden. own it. Own it. I just conceded you're right on all of it. Now what? Not yeah, but no. Now what? What are you going to do with your guy? This is where I might be shoving that down your throat a little bit but I hope it's tapping into your emotional triggers, making you think, I don't give a shit what Trump did. I don't give a shit what Bush did. I don't give a shit what Obama did. I don't care about any of it. I concede. You're right. You are right. Your man is better than Trump. Biden is the answer. Now what? Is what's going on over there right now in your mind, righteous and just? Is it moral? If you say yes, our conversation is over. I'm not even going to expand upon that. If you think what we're doing right now is moral, righteous, ethical, and and what a leader, a, a, a country showing leadership should be doing, we're done. We're done. I've got nothing to say to you. But if you know damn well in the heart of your hearts, down deep, it doesn't even have to be deep. Again, I had people that just as soon as they found out that I wasn't a quote unquote Trumper, the the, the entire discussion wide open, wide up. You know it. It's right there. It's literally in your hands. It's in the, it's on the tip of your tongue, but you're staying silent. Why? Because you're worried about what it says about you and your ability and your voting, your, your, your decision-making process. When you voted, who gives a shit? You want to know what I believe to, to how do we heal as a country? How do we come back together as a country? How do we rip this band aid off? You need to take ownership. Yes. You, the leftist progressive, those people that voted against Trump, everybody who wanted to put Biden into office, You are the ones that need to step up and do, and, and, and mobilize. And I'm not meaning that in a, in a, in a disrespectful bullshit sort of way. I mean that like functionally, literally think about it. The Biden administration doesn't give two shits about anything that anybody, anyone that's on the political right side of the spectrum. It doesn't matter that our congressman, are going to Washington asking for an extension of the timeline. Nancy Pelosi is ignoring them. It doesn't matter that the right side of the political spectrum is calling on Biden to step down or do xyz. They don't care about the right side of the political spectrum. Right now, you in your ideology, the progressive leftist ideology, is in control of the White House and of Congress. You guys the leftist progressives are the ones in control. They're not going to listen to anyone who's not a leftist progressive. So it doesn't matter that you want to say, well, yeah, but, and point your finger at Trumpers or Donald Trump or just conservatives in general. Again, it, we are we are literally functionally, figured literally, not figuratively, we are literally impotent right now. We have no options on the table in which we can affect change in what's going on with this administration. But you do. You're these voters, especially those of you that identify with being extreme far left progressives. Where are you? If you know in the heart of hearts that this is wrong, then it's on you. If you If you want the country to rip off the bandage, then you're the one that has to do it. Why is it always the next guy? Why is it always the next guy? Well, yeah, but, you know, yeah, but you, it's, yeah, but you, or yeah, but this, you know, Trump is used as an excuse to justify the atrocities of what's going on now because of what the previous administration did before. It is literally the kindergarten equivalent of two wrongs don't make a right. If you look at Trump and you think Trump did all these atrocities, and then you're going to accept and excuse Biden for doing, a tr- you know, these horrible things simply because Trump did and, and Republicans didn't stop Trump. So therefore Democrats don't have to stop Biden. When does it end? It never ends. Isn't that the problem? Isn't that the very problem that we, some of us, you, I'm talking to some of you that I've had conversations with. Isn't that literally the problem? No one takes ownership of it. No one says it stops with me. You can look at Trumpers all you want. You can be angry that we are angry at what we're seeing overseas right now. It's breaking our hearts because we do see the humanitarian side of it. And what gets frustrating for us is we see the hypocrisy of five hundred thousand women that showed up simply because a man said grab him by the pussy. But there's no one going to show up and march on Washington because someone's literally going to cut off someone's pussy. They're literally going to cut the damn every external f- feeling mechanism of the female anatomy is gonna, gone. That's sexual mutilation because in their mindset. Women shouldn't enjoy sex. They're going to literally go over and exploit young women, girls, and boys. They take, yeah, this is basic Google shit, man. This isn't even right-wing conspiracy. Look this shit up for yourself about what's going to happen over there. And we can't, we, we can't even have a celebrity get on TV and say, okay, enough is enough we've got to have some ownership here we, we we've got to have something better we had a better vision we got rid of that evil fascist nazi trump but damn it we've got to do something we we don't have any of that again we can't do it we functionally cannot do it because the legacy media the big tech social medias the biden administration congress no one gives a shit about what the conservative right has to say. So if anything is going to change, it's got to come from you. And most of you know it, but you sit silent. This is why the frustration. This is why the anger. This is why the hate. I hope I addressed that on the first go. I hope I addressed it here where no, we can't just fall into hating one another, especially if we actually functionally want the same damn thing. But you've got to step up. You're going to have to be the ones to rip the bandage off. Because I, again, figuratively, I said, I concede to, I'll own all of the stuff that Trump did, that you claimed he did all for for those, those four years. And I'll take ownership of whatever, blah, blah, blah. But you're absolutely right. Those of you that are upset about what you see the quote unquote right side of the spectrum doing, you're right. We all need to take ownership of what's going on. We all need to be critical of each other and our own side. I'm critical about what I'm seeing on the humanitarian effort. I really am. I'm disgusted actually by what I see in the response. Let's just, let's put the bite. Okay. I think I put, I, let's put that part to rest. Okay. I think I made my point. After four years of being told, that Trump is evil, he's a fascist, he's a racist, he's a Nazi, and everyone that supports him is just the same, if not worse, and that we need to be put on a watch list and all this other stuff. Now we see what your guy's doing, and nothing? Okay, that's on you. You have to be the ones to mobilize social media giants. You have to be the ones to mobilize your actors and actresses. You have to be the ones to mobilize sports teams to for what? Take a fucking knee. Excuse my language for for the Afghan women rather than you know, George Floyd. The progressive left and every single one of you that's on the left that supported putting him in Biden in place in that that group. You are the only, only ones right now that can do something functional to make this better. And I hope the vast majority, and I know this to be true, the vast, vast majority of people on the left that supported Biden know damn well what you're seeing is wrong. It's at this point, I'm sorry, it's on you to step up and tear that bandage off. Make the first step. But you're right. You are right. Let's move on. to, And I'll wrap this up. You're right. We all need to take ownership and be critical of each other. I did some looking yesterday and spent some time going through some things. Because quite honestly, I'm disgusted about the the humanitarian effort that we're seeing. I'm disgusted because it's not nearly as big as it could be or should be. We've got again, I'm posting and I've explained why uh, it, uh, I, part of the reason why I'm posting the, the stuff I am on social media about Mighty Oaks and about, uh, well, it doesn't matter. All, all of those, uh, outlets is because for those, um, especially vets that are having trouble wrapping their head around this thing right now, you need to have a constructive outlet. Um, And I, and and I, last year, 2020, when I was in a dark place over the riots and I'm, and I'm watching the the country burn and I'm seeing all these quote unquote sheepdogs that always talk about this big level shit and do literally going, doing nothing. I felt trapped in a, in a, in a, in a cycle of being powerless. Okay. And so when I see organizations like Mighty Oaks Foundation, Independence Organization, uh, um, Glenn Beck's, the Nazarene Fund. Uh, Global Surgical Medical Support Group, those guys that I supported. When I see them out there working, doing the good things, in some small way, and I, and I, and I said this, I, I, I responded this to Tim Kennedy and, and to Chad Robichaux. I thank them for their efforts because not only were they actually going over there and saving individual lives, um, I think they really did help save a collective conscious conscience of at least a portion of this country, those of us that wanted to do something desperately, but were powerless to do anything really, you know. I, I I've given the example for what am I going to go go to my safe and unload my safe and then what? Go to an airport and then what? A one way ticket to Kabul, please. That's not how that works. Okay, so we we find ourselves essentially castrated, literally. I mean, it feel it felt like that. We just. We were completely impotent. We were everything that we thought we could do, everything that we believed in, we were just purely castrated in this moment and we couldn't do anything. And it hurts. So by posting these humanitarian efforts and places, you know, people that are doing good things, and, and exposing that, at least I'm, I'm sharing that information so you know, so that the general public knows there is something going on there are people doing something kinetic things on the ground are doing and you can get involved you can donate, you can send care packages you can you can support that, there's at least something we can do, again in 2020, I didn't know at the time about what Fieldcraft Survival was doing, I didn't know what Sheepdog Response was doing, I didn't know about what some of these other, or you know, groups we're doing, individuals are doing to prepare people and train people and all that type of stuff. So I felt like nothing was going on. Now, granted on the ground, nothing went on, but at least there was behind the scenes things going on. And then I exposed to it. And once I realized there was things going on, it felt better because at least there was something happening there. That's why I'm posting this stuff on social media so that you know that there's something out there for those people that just feel emotionally that they need to do something to help their collective conscience at least you know that it exists in some small way I'll put at least something out there at least give you updates so that you know that what's going on but you're damn right I'm not happy with it because I look at these things and I'm like how how in the world like global surgical medical group how in the world do they have like 180,000 or no what was it I don't remember it, but the post but the post was, if every one of their members that, that su- d- support them, supporters, had just sent in $10 each, they'd have already been mobilized to Afghanistan. They already had a plane. They already had a pilot. They were literally sitting on the tarmac because they didn't have the money to pay for the fuel to get over there. And then pay for fuel and then have enough resources to get fuel and get the freaking hell out. I mean, that's their own membership. Their own membership didn't even step up to get them the initial seed money to get going. Once, once the word got out, they got the money and they got over there and they're doing phenomenal stuff. But it took them, it, it took, they were, it was like hiccups and start, and just stop and start, start, start. It was, it was slow. I look at Trump and and I'm, and I'm not trying to piss off my right wing guys. Where was Trump in the humanitarian effort? Donald, I don't follow Donald Trump. never did, even when he did have a social media presence. But I have followed Donald Trump Jr. And I, and I like Donald Trump I like Donald Trump Jr. a hell of a lot more than I like his dad. And Donald Trump Jr. is an absolute great sportsman. And so I, I consider him in this community. And out of respect, I, I, I respect him and I appreciate his contribution to this community. But I'm not going to lie to you. I'm kind of disappointed. I don't see, I, I looked through his, I looked everywhere I could. I didn't see an ounce of money. From the Trump organization go anywhere. Now, I, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's true. I I but I, I didn't find it. I mean I searched and I didn't find anything. Now, granted, we could sit here and talk about the fact that Trump I mean, Trump has planes, big ass planes. And why didn't Trump send one of his planes over with his pilots and say, get the hell over there and get in get in gear and start getting people out of Afghanistan? Why didn't he step up and do that? Well, Let me, let me throw, let let me defend that one. Last time I knew every plane that Trump had, had his name plastered all over the side, like big Trump on the side of the plane. Can you imagine a 737 gliding into Kabul airport with Trump plastered across the side of that sucker? Three words come to mind. Target rich environment. Do you know how big of a hero the Taliban fighter would have been that launched a RPG and took down Trump airline, you know, airplane. You know how they would be, they would be an icon in the annals of history. You, Trump's not going to, you can't fly, you can't fly one of his planes in there unless he's got one that's unmarked. Then the, then the then my my position changes. But no, he, he's not going to be able to fly his freaking plane in there because it's just, it it would be distracting. It would be a target. But where was the money? I mean, it's not my money. Okay, this is me being fully, I know, it's not my money. It's not my money to talk. It's not my money to allocate. It's not mine. It's his. But damn it, it seems on my position to be disappointing. Where the hell, why was there not this massive, like, Trump just put up $15 million to bankroll. So-and-so where was that? Or was this just simply him sitting back and using this entire debacle as a political platform? You're shit. You're going to sit there and literally cause the optic can be that you just sat there and you literally watch this unfold. You didn't do anything just simply because the worse this thing gets, the better it is politically for you later on in 2024. If that's the case, I've got a four letter word that starts with F and it ends with U. and like, no, are no, but I'm not seeing it. Where, where was it? If, if, if Trump is such a leader, where was he on this one? Am I wrong? Am I wrong? I, was there a, a, was there money? I don't know. I, I didn't see it. I looked for it. I didn't see it. To me, it seems like a gap and it's disappointing. But the same thing goes with other people. Look at the sports teams. Okay. Let's, let's vote again. You want the right side of the political spectrum to take ownership of, of atrocities or whatever. Fine. Let's go to this one. Where were the sports teams? How many sports teams actually have their own planes flying their, their people around? How many sports teams are owned by conservative leaning members of the public? Rich guys. How many could have actually put up their plane and bankrolled a, 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 an effort of their own? Dallas Cowboys, or I don't know who owns planes or what, but can you imagine if a sports team said, uh, "Guys, we're on hold, and we're going to take our plane, and we are putting our money and some of our guys, and we're going over, and we're going to, and we're going to get involved with the Nazarene Fund, and we are going to start running." Sh- can you imagine the rally behind that movement of a sports team? We we had the the, the the taking of the knee bullshit, okay. And we can I'm not I'm not talking about why it was, but I mean just literally the spectacle that it has become. I don't care about the impetus and the reason behind it, but I'm talking about the spectacle it's become about just taking a knee at the, Olymp- the olympics and everything else. But you, can, can you tell me a conservative rich guy that owns a freaking sports team you couldn't have gotten involved with other people John Elway couldn't have gotten involved with several other owners and they could have pulled together and they could have sent a shit ton of money and some planes over to help the, uh, the, the, the Mighty Oaks guys the, the group, Global Surgical Medical Support Group Glenn Beck and the Nazarene Fund or anybody else where was that? It's fucking. Dis- it's, dis- it's a disappoint. It's disappointing, man. I will give it to you, but you damn well better also give me Oprah. You better give me Oprah. Cause where the freaking hell was Oprah? You remember back in the day when Oprah gave away, you get a car and you get a car and everybody gets a car. Remember when she gave a, a brand new car to every member of her audience? Pepperidge Farms remembers. She gave 50, what was it? 10 million. 10 million to COVID relief, global COVID COVID relief last year. 10 million. Now, okay, I don't know the finances of Oprah. And And I looked and I didn't see anything with Oprah. Now, maybe I missed it. Maybe she did some massive humanitarian effort. And if she did, I will shake her hand. But I don't find it. I don't see it. It seems missing. But boy, oh boy, you go and you look up Oprah giving humanitarian, bam, 15 or 10 million, 10 million to COVID relief. I mean, it's like everywhere because everybody championed her. They put her on a pedestal to COVID relief last year. Now, granted, again, I don't know the, the finances of Trump. I don't know the finances of Oprah. Maybe she, she blew her wad in 2020 on 10 million gift and she doesn't have a dime in which she can give today. Okay, fine. Maybe that's the case. I don't believe it, but maybe that's the case. Again, if she did, awesome. I'm just not seeing it, which also is a problem that it's not being applauded. But where was she? If nothing else, use her platform to get her face out there and get more people on the left mobilized to do something from a humanitarian standpoint we don't even have to talk about the politics. Can we just talk about the children that are getting thrown over the razor wire? And we've got no one. We got Oprah. How many actors and actresses stepped up? Where's all their millions? What about the big tech? What about Bill Gates? What about Bezos? Did, did they did they give anything? They've got planes. What about Zuckerberg? Where where's Mark Zuckerberg? He, now he's, he's talked about his platform and Facebook and, you know, they, they don't let terrorism and blah, 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 but, 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 but no, I'm talking about the humanitarian effort. Where were he? Where, where was he? Because if we look at, uh, Dorsey of Twitter, absolute left applauded him last year, 15 million for COVID relief last year. Where the fricking hell is he now? Did he give to any humanitarian effort? In Afghanistan? Again, I didn't find it when I was trying to look. It didn't pop up. But you'd think that it would be like plastered everywhere. Because he would be a hero, right? I'm not even going to talk about Clintons and Obama. I'm going to wrap this up. You're right. <clears throat> For those people that are upset about what they're seeing in the dynamics in the dialogue today. We all do need to have ownership in our neglect, in our personal atrocities, and quite honestly, in our our own individual hypocrisies. When we are engaging one another on an intellectual landscape, whether it's talk, we're talking about global po- politics like this, or whether we're talking about crossbows in archery season, it's it's all the same, man. It may not be on the same impact level globally, but from a from a vehement disagreement dialogue, it's the same principles. We have to understand how people think. And understand that there are a lot of people do not functionally, physically think like we do. Their entire how they process information presents a completely wildly fundamentally different worldview and reality in their brain than other people's and you can't just assume that those two things are going to mesh without understanding yourself understanding your personality understanding how you think and then identifying we talk about with the elk hunting all the time It doesn't matter how good of an elk caller you are. If you don't understand the doorway principle, if you don't identify the doorway principle, your calling is irrelevant. It doesn't matter what you say on an elk hunting landscape. If you don't even have the basis, fundamental bedrock of where are they going to want to be identified? Same thing in our, so the doorway principle. you've got to have the doorway principle locked in place. You've got to be set up in the right place so that way your calling, your vocalizations, your words, your dialogue, your 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 rhetoric is received appropriately to help you achieve your mission of actually putting that animal on the ground, right? Does that make sense? how is that any different than what we need to do here? We need to, we, we have to have a fundamental understanding of how to talk and what we believe and how we believe it and why we believe it and how the brain functions, all that stuff. But if we don't have a common, we don't have a bedrock foundation from which to come from, we, we got nothing. So we have to understand, are we sports, from a sportsman community, again, we're talking about geopolitical stuff in this one, but we very well may turn around the next discussion. One of these might end up being crossbows. It may be traditional archery versus compound archery. It may be uh, an anti-trapping initiative somewhere or anti-bear hunting ban somewhere. We we might end up getting into the weeds on difficult discussions within the sportsman community. But the same principles principles apply. I've been saying this from the beginning. I'm just using as these these latest examples on the on the global political stage, especially with the United States, as just a, the penultimate example of 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 why this is important we have to have the ability to have honest, intellectually and emotionally mature discussions we have to all take as Jocko would say, extreme ownership of that but we also have to have empathy on both sides when you see someone being exceedingly passionate about something, you ought to ask yourself, why? Why is that person exceedingly passionate about X, Y, Z? Because if someone is exceedingly passionate about something, that means it's in deep in that left hemisphere of their brain. It has become a part of who they identify as. Why is it there? Is it there simply because some other bullshit entity, a government, a social media, or, blah, blah, or, or an actor or actress, some social media icon, influencer, or whatever, gave them some bullshit idea that they resonated with and they just latched onto it? Or is there something actually fundamentally righteous about where they're coming from? There, you, Again, go to the commonality. Are they, are they a sportsman when sportsman issues? Are they an American that wants to see America succeed and they're passionate? They're passionate about something. They're, what are they passionate about? Why does it matter? Why does it matter to them? And be, and don't just dismiss them. Think about their argument. Think about their statement and where it's coming from and whether or not there's some meat and potatoes in there that actually provide sustenance from which to, dig- to chew on and digest a topic. If there is, embrace it. Engage it. If nothing else for your own personal development. But if we can't, if, if, if we're going to just just fall into this tribalism this us versus them Uh, my group good your group bad or more importantly like this well I don't have to do anything because you didn't do anything then yeah but no it needs to be now what it's on our watch It's our duty to do it. We can't expect someone else to do the work for us if we have the power and the means by which to to actuate, whether it's positive change or whatever, you know, policies that we want, ideas that we want on the landscape, arguments that need to be put forward, ideas that should be discussed, feelings that just need to be put out there and just expressed so other people can say, finally, freaking hell, hey eh? Yes, someone else at least is feeling the way I am. And it gives me relief to know I'm not alone. <clears throat> Hope that made sense. Then let me kill it. Um, and because if you have questions, then, you know, or you've got dialogue that you want to tackle more, then that's where the next round of discussion goes. Um, maybe that's all that needs to be said right now. I need to get work and I need to get these edited, put together. And then I need to go and do some editing on that video, uh, the understanding ideology. Uh, and I get to get that going. So I need to get these out to you because I want to get these out to you. Hey, it's been nice to get it off my chest it's, it's, again, I talked to you about that rant. It's cathartic for me to wrap my head around some things and, and this has been consuming me. And so we are where we are. It is elk season, my friends. Um, and no matter how we feel about what's going on politically and, and on the global world stage, we do, there is a, there is a valid point that we need to get on with our lives. We need to live our lives and not get consumed by things that we have limited power to do anything over. Um, I'm not asking you to ignore it. I'm not asking you to turn your back on it and and let things just go into the, just shit and, you know, status quo. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying it is elk season. And I do know that some of you want to engage with me on elk related stuff. And quite honestly, what I'm seeing on the landscape now, (laughs) some, some of it's funny. Some of it's just sad. And others of it is, is okay, it's legit, it's constructed. So we're going to have some fun. Over these next few weeks, I I still have to... Dude, I, I haven't even... I'm so far behind the power curve and getting ready for Elk Camp. It's not even funny. So I've got to get my ass in gear and get ready to go. And I'm hoping that I can leave next week. But I'm going to go back out there on public land, over-the-counter unit, and slug it out with the rest of you and deal with all the crazy crap that I'm hearing already. My buddy's in camp now and he just... Told me what opening day was, and I'm like, man, am I glad I wasn't there because it was a fiasco of other people and just, just train wrecks and oh, oh, public land hunting. Either got to love it or got to hate it, one or the other, but guess what? We got to deal with it. So that's where I'm headed. So I got to get my butt, I've got to get this done, wrapped up, so I can dive into other things with you guys. I know that. I'm, this, this isn't just going to be all that Chris Rowe is about but this is a part of what I'm about. So just understand that. So for those of the, that have listened to all this, man, thank you. I know uh, maybe it's not in the wheelhouse of what you normally entertain. Uh, for the rest of you that are like, what the freaking hell? Okay, whatever, move. Just, just swipe. Just frick, You don't have to click on it. You don't have to listen to it. And when you see me post on something, you just, just beep, swipe that sucker up and move on. But I hope... I've given you some things to intellectually chew on that you can internalize for yourself and find valuable. I know me being able to talk with you about these things is valuable to me. So I thank you for listening. I thank you for all of the feedback. I thank you for sharing that that previous podcast. I mean, geez, oh Pete, where it went was crazy. It was insane. It was awesome. So thank you. And, And yeah, if you find value in this, share this with other people. Um, and then again, I don't I don't have adver- advertisers. It's, it's the Row Hunting Resources subscribers that make all this possible. If you want this to continue, then I would ask that you continue to support Elk Module, Row Hunting Resources, whatever you want. To do. Okay? So thank you. All right. I'm going to kill it. Get these posted. And uh, we will chat with you here shortly about some elk hunting stuff. Thanks, everybody.